0: Praise the name of Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord God Almighty. Good morning. This is your podcast. Pastor Patrick L. Tate, Apostle Patrick L. Tate, coming to you this morning with a word of encouragement. Also coming to you as a friend of Of Jesus Christ and your friend as well I would love for God to do something great in your life today I would love to know that your faith is in operation and uh, that you have not lost hope in this day that we are living in now but I have no way of knowing that however By faith, I will continue to speak the word of God, to preach the word of God, uh, minister to those who will hear or praise the Lord with those who will praise the Lord with me, as well as pray for those whom would receive prayer, for this is 5 p.m., and the acronym 5PM stands for Pastor Patrick's Praise, Prayer, Preach Ministry. I am excited about what God is doing in this hour. I would encourage you to try and see the good of in what is taking place in spite of all of the pain that we have encountered this last year and a half. Yet, if you can take your spiritual eye and look for God in this, you can find him. He's not hiding. He is not lost. He is not hiding himself from those who would seek him and find him in this. This morning, praise be unto God, I'd like to talk to you from a particular passage of scripture that you can find in the book of Mark, chapter 5, starting at verse 23. And it is the story, the story rather of Jairus. Uh, a, a ruler, a, a ruler in the synagogue uh, who had a 12 year, old, twelve year old daughter who was lying at home sick nearly unto death, as well as a woman who had an issue of blood, a disease for twelve years. And on this morning, I would like to bring out some key points and key factors and focus on in uh, the topic, a governed miracle. I'd like to talk to you about a governed miracle. First, let's have a brief word of prayer. Father God, uh, thank you. For this day. Thank you for waking us this morning in our right mind. Thank you for watching over us up until now, keeping us safe from all harm and danger. Thank you for sparing our lives in this hour for such a time as now. Thank you that you have need of us. Otherwise, there would be no us. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Have your way in this segment. Let your will be done. Move by your power divine. Touch the hearer. Let them know that there is yet hope for them. This is why they're living, because there's hope for them. If the hearer is saved, bless him. Encourage her. Lift her, hung a down head, straighten the crooked place in their lives. Undo the heavy burden. Ayah, yeah, glory. Let the oppressed go free in the name of Jesus, Ho. Watch over us here today. We need you. God, we need you. Watch over us today. Don't leave us and we'll be ever mindful and thankful and we'll ever give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Let this word get into the heart of those who hear. Let it serve its purpose. Don't let it be in vain. And I will magnify you and glorify you as already is done. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father, and amen. Amen. A governed miracle. We speak about a governed miracle based upon the commonalities between Jairus' daughter and the woman who was diseased with an issue of blood. Although they came from two different lifestyles, very different in age, they had one thing in common, and that is 12. 12 to lay the foundation of a governed miracle is the number of government. For example, 12 hours govern the first half of the day, 12 hours govern the second half of the day, 12 months govern the year. Israel had 12 tribes uh, to govern God's first church. Jesus had 12 disciples to govern the new church, which we are today, the new church. Glory be to God. 12 is the number of government. I could give a few more examples. In fact, I believe I will. Jesus was 12 years old when something turned over in him and he began to debate and negotiate and discuss and ask and answer questions with the doctors and the lawyers. 12. 12 is the number of government. If you were to look in 1st Kings the 18th chapter when Elijah called fire down from heaven. He did it after repairing the altar when 400 plus false prophets were acting as if they could call fire from heaven through their false god, Baal, through their idol god named Baal. And Elijah gave them all day to do it until it began to get late in the evening before the sun set, Elijah said, it's my turn now. You've had all day and you've produced nothing. And Elijah repaired the altar, and the Bible said he did it in this fashion. Elijah laid 12 new stones, 12 blocks of wood, 12 barrels of water, and he laid the sacrifice on the altar and prayed a brief prayer and God answered by fire. That was miraculous. The fire came from heaven and devoured the sacrifice and the entire altar and licked up the water out of the trenches that were dug around the altar. 12, a number of government. I further hear the Holy Ghost saying, that on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come and the Holy Ghost fell from heaven there were 120 waiting for the promise to come. That was male and female not just man to help us to understand the way the power of God is moving in this hour. It's not limited to to mail alone but god uses whom he will when he will and 100 is and 120 is 12 times 10 all day when jesus returns in the book of revelation the bible said that he's coming back with 144,000 That's 12,000 times 12. There's something to this thing. If we take note and pay attention to something that God or what God is trying to tell us concerning certain numbers, because we're not into numerology, no, but we're paying attention to what numbers represent. We felt we're very well aware that number seven has to do with perfection and completion, and eight has to do with new beginnings. So, we're talking to you today about 12. This was a government miracle, it was destined to happen. Hallelujah. Why do we say this? Because you had two characters in this passage of scripture. Mark chapter 5 verse 23, you had Jairus' daughter and you had a woman who had an issue of blood. And Jairus' daughter was 12 years old and the woman's issue lasted 12 years long. Now let's point out some things here to let it be known that it was a governed miracle. Let's look at the reality of the situation. Well, let's first look at this. God looks ahead of time in order to prepare something that he's going to do in time. God looks way ahead of what we look at as an average day to set up something to get our attention later in life. What am I saying? I'm saying the time the woman got sick was the same time that Jairus' daughter was born in that same time span. So that this day would come 12 years later for both of them to be miraculously healed, uh, delivered, uh, raised from the dead. That's, that's the daughter. The daughter was raised from the dead and the woman was healed of her issue of blood. The woman, let's talk about her for a moment. She, um, in reality, should not have been uh, even alive. She should not have even been uh, alive. Oh, I'm not a doctor and I'm not into medicine, but however, um, reality tells me that after, oh, two, three weeks, maybe a month of just constant losing blood, she should have been dead then because life is in the blood and she was continually losing blood, not just for one month, but for 12 years and to even be alive Praise God. To have an encounter with Jesus was a miracle itself. It was governed. This is why we say it was governed, because she was living uh, off of borrowed time just to meet Jesus. And I want to let somebody here know this morning, you're alive because God has something that he wants to do with your life. He's not through with you yet. There are many who were not as sick as you might even be that are gone, but you're still here because God is not through with you yet. I praise the Lord that you're still here as well as I because God has great things to do in this season oh yes it may look like life is over but it's just a look and i want you to know that looks are deceiving and this is why paul wrote in 2 corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 that we walk by faith not by sight if we're ever to do anything hallelujah to glorify god have faith in God and don't lose hope. For in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, it tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So we look at this here passage of scripture and this woman, praise God, She's blessed to be alive as we. And the Lord is gonna do something, i something special for you because you're hearing this and you're not hearing this by happenstance. You are on God's mind. You, yes, you, are on God's mind mind. God is thinking about you. God is considering you for something great. What he's thinking of, I have no idea because I'm not him. And who knows the mind of God? His ways, glory, are past finding out But one thing, rest assured, he does have a a mind and he's using it in a God kind of way in this day because nobody can figure out what's happening right now. (laughs) Jesus, glory to God. All we know is that we're here and we don't know how long because God has taken total control over what man thought he had control of, to show man how finite man is and how limited man is, because men, for some mistaken reason, thought that they had gotten to the point where they were invincible, unbeatable, not able to be taken down, and God had to show them who he is. So back to this passage of scripture, this miracle that took place Is that this woman heard about Jesus. God spared her life long enough for her to hear about Jesus. And in hearing about him and what he does, heal the sick, raise the dead, give sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free. My God. Uh, cleanse the lepers. She might not have heard this, but this is part of his resume. Cleanse the leper. Feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Walk on water. Mm-hmm. Calm the storms. Calm the winds and calm the raging seas in life. He did that and yet is doing that She got wind of some of his resume and came to the conclusion, oh, I know I should be dead, but if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. I don't even have to touch him, just the clothes that's on him, the hemline, I'll be all right. And just as sure as she had enough faith to to believe that, it happened like she said, because in this passage of passage of scripture, around verse 28, you see where she came behind him in the press and touched his garment. He said, and the Bible said he turned him about in one of the passages, either in Matthew or this one. He turned him about and said, who touched me? Hey, she, Hallelujah. Who touched me? Peter, the outspoken one of the bunch, asked him, he said, now all these people are around you, master, and you are asking who touched you? Simon, it's not that type of touch. I'm not talking about who's grazing against me, who's reaching out to shake my hand, who's just uh, just got to touch me because of who I am. There was a real touch out of all of these touches. <laughs> And the one that he was talking about was that woman who was bowed down, afraid and trembling because of the law. We won't talk about the law today. However, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Holy Ghost, I hear you. The law was this, we're gonna touch on it a little bit. If a woman was in that condition, she was not to be in public. She was to be to herself until that condition was over, after which she was to stay to herself seven days to make sure that she was clean. This woman was still in her condition, in the crowd, touching Jesus. She could have been stoned, but because her faith caused her to get what she was after, Stoning was not in the process. All he told her to do was go her way. Her faith hath made her whole. End of discussion. Case closed. That's what the Lord wants to do for you today in this time of governed miracle for you. He wants to do the same for you. You might have had some hardships in your life. You might have gotten involved in some things that got you in the predicament that you're in right now that you can't seem to shake. But I want you to know there's hope for you today because Jesus is passing by. Yeah. And all you have to do is have faith, hey, Basha, and believe that he is able to do what he said he can do and that is to set you free as well as make you free as you get to know him, then you can be free. Glory. The girl, let's talk about Jairus' daughter, 12 years old. Jairus was the first character in this story mentioned regarding talking to Jesus about help. And in the process of talking to Jesus, that's when the woman with the issue of blood came behind and got a miracle while Jesus was on the way to perform another miracle, which tells me that Jesus does not run out of power. Neither does time have anything to do with a miracle being performed. He can perform a miracle, even if in our eyes, it seems too late. When it seems too late for us, It's just in time or right on time for Jesus, hallelujah, because that's where his power is proven, glory. When we think it's over, it is not over. I want you to know, somebody thinks it's over today. I'm here to tell you that it's not over because you're yet here, glory. So after the woman touches the hem of his garment, and they proceed to Jairus's house, Jairus's servant comes and tells Jairus, "Trouble the master no more. Your daughter is dead." Jesus tells Jairus, "Fear not. Only believe." In one of the gospels, he asks him the question. Do you believe that I am yet able to do this that you ask of me? Jairus tells him, yes, Lord. In another, he tells Jairus, another gospel, fear not, only a shebo shataba, believe, fear not, (laughs) only believe. And when you look at the woman with the issue of blood, her act of faith eradicated fear. If she had if she had had walked in fear, she would not have come through the crowd, she would not have touched the hem of his garment. So the Lord is telling you today, if you need a miracle, if there's something that you need, fear not. Don't be afraid, only believe. doesn't matter what it is. If it's something spiritual, if it's something physical, if it's something natural, if it's something emotional where you need a miracle, if it's something financial, if it's something along the lines of business, if it has to do with a job, if it has to do with family matters, relationships, and you need a miracle if you need God to work something out you know, in those areas, if there's some things that are broken that need to be fixed in those areas, fear not, only believe. Glory to God. I can hear in my ear, in the spirit, there's somebody who's been in a messed up relationship and it's been around 12 years. The Lord is saying, if you want that thing straightened out and it's worth having, fear not, only believe. If it's something that's holy, if it's not unclean, if it's not filthy, if it's not something that's full of sin, but if it's something that's good in the eyes of God and it's worth salvaging, fear not, hallelujah, only believe, praise be unto God. Jairus tells Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe they proceed to the house. When they get there, there was a distraction to defocus Jairus, but Jesus t- lets him know, don't worry about the distraction. Just come with me. The distraction was, there was a house full of professional mourners. You got people that are des- or signed up or assigned rather, excuse me, to distract you when you are headed to your destiny. People who are designed or aligned or and or put in place to throw you off and make you become fearful and stop having faith in God when you are on your way to something worthwhile in life. And in Iris's case, his daughter's life was what was worthwhile to be salvaged and restored. So he had to keep close. Hallelujah. That's a word. Stay close to Jesus. Don't get distant when distractions come. Stay close to him because you'll find that there's hope in Jesus. If you stay by him and don't allow life issues to cause you to become distant and try to fix it yourself. Uh, you'll find out that your closeness to Jesus will cause you to have hope in a hopeless situation. They go through the crowd and Jesus takes his faithful three, Peter, James, and John. The others were faithful to But there was something about these three that Jesus wanted them to be in his inner circle. And one day we'll talk about that. Hallelujah. I do have a little revelation about that and we'll talk about it. However, we're on this right now and uh, they make their way through the crowd and get to where the girl is. And these mourners are wailing and whining and whimpering and all kinds of, Stuff just putting on the show. You ever been to a funeral and you have somebody that just really knows how to do it? Yeah. That's what this was like. This is that picture. And it was a multitude of them, not just one person, but mourners. There were quite a few, several. And to let you know they weren't really crying, they were professional mourners, is that something Jesus said Changed their attitude quickly, and Jesus said, "Why are you mourning? The girl is only asleep." And they cracked up laughing. The Bible said that they laughed Jesus to scorn. That means that meant that that means that they laughed at him so for saying that. Till he got angry and said, "Get them out of here! Get them out of here! They're a waste of time." Jesus. They're a waste of energy. Get them out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we have to do that sometimes. Amen. If we want to get what it is we need from God, certain people, we have to say, get away from me right now. Your faith is not where mine is. I'm not trying to lose the faith I have. I'm trying to increase it, if anything. And the way you're carrying on, I cannot increase my faith. My faith is not going to increase, but it's going to stagnate. And at this point in my life, I cannot afford for my faith to become stagnant. So I think we need to part for a minute. Amen. Once I get what I get, I'll come back to you now. I love you, but at this pace, at this pace, at this point in the game, I think we need to separate for a minute. Hallelujah. They get put out, so you have Jairus, Jesus, Peter, James, John, Iris's wife, and the girl. And you have seven people in the room, number of completion, perfection. Jesus, in one of the Gospels, takes the girl by the hand and speaks in tongues, amen, and he says, Talitha Kumai. Talitha Qumai interpreted that saying is damsel arise. Oh, bless his name. She opened her eyes and arose. And Jesus said, give her something to eat. This miracle, these miracles in this passage of scripture were governed. And I say that because it was not happenstance that those two miracles took place in one story. The number 12 stands out in both the characters' lives who were miraculously blessed, who received a miracle from God through Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that it's time for you to get your miracle. There's something you might have been waiting for for 12 years. Well, as time progresses, you're closer than you've ever been before to your governed miracle. You've dealt with 12 years. You might be down now to 12 months. Or you might be down to Twelve weeks. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Or twelve days. Glory to God. Might be down to twelve hours. Uh, bless him. You might be down to twelve minutes. Or even twelve seconds. Your minimum beyond Shanda. Your miracle is on you. It's on the way. You just keep having faith in God. You keep praising the Lord. You keep fulfilling the purpose of God in your life. You keep doing what you've been doing if you're already saved. If you're not saved, get saved. What is saved? That is, get forgiven of all of your sins. How do I do that? You pray a prayer. As a matter of fact, let's pray that prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing me to hear this word. I realize that I am a sinner and I am sorry for all of my sins for they are all against you. Forgive me, Jesus, of my sins. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that in three days, God raised you up from the dead. And I believe that you're alive right now watching me pray this prayer to you. Come into my heart. Lord, my life, be my savior and I'll be your child. If you believe that prayer, you're in, you're saved. You're cleansed of your sins, never to be brought up again. It's a done deal now. And the best thing you can do now is just simply tell the Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me, hallelujah thank you for saving me hallelujah what a wonderful god he is don't toss away your miracle you've been waiting for a while hold fast to that thing you've been waiting for you wouldn't have had it if god hadn't put it in your heart to believe for. You wouldn't even desire it, but it's there because God put it there. Know that you're close. Hallelujah. And if you praise him enough, you'll praise your way right into it. Glory to God. I pray that this message was a blessing to you who've heard it. May God continue to keep you. May the peace of God be with you. I love you. I pray for you. And until next time, I want you to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.